Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. I sure will. Uh, Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Well, nothing changes about that. Nothing changes about that. Man, I was just uh, getting ready to come on the air this morning. I was just thinking, man, I was just having a reflective moment of just how really good God has been to me. I, I just, it's, 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 man, let me just say that again. How really good God has been to me. And here's the cold part, in spite of myself. You understand, in spite of all my shortcomings, in, in spite of all of my flaws, and in, 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 in spite of all of what anybody has said about me, <laughs> God, through his grace and mercy, just keeps me anyway. So many of us are exceptional people, but we refuse to just go ahead and be exceptional. We we settle for the ordinary. We follow the pack. We try to fit in. Man, oh man, oh man. You know, I've heard my wife say this to, to my children all the time when she's scolding them or talking to them. She'll be talking to them about leadership. You know, why are you following everybody when God clearly made you to lead? So many of us are born and so many of you are born to be exceptional people, but we always trying to follow the pack. Why would you try to fit in? Why would you try to be uh, like everybody else? Be ordinary. Why would you follow the pack? 
when God has created you to be exceptional. The, the key word in exceptional is accept. You ever, you ever done this right here? You, you know, everybody did that except me. Everybody felt that way except me. Everybody said that except me. Everybody want, wanted that except me. Everybody went over there except me. Everybody jumped in except me. Except me. See, why have you said that in your life if you were not to be exceptional? See, you got to say everybody except me. At one point in your time, I don't know who ain't done it. You know, everybody wanted, everybody voted no except me. See, so you, you, you're, not, you're not created to follow the pack. You ain't created to fit in. You ain't created to, uh, you know, to be ordinary. You were created to be exceptional. As exceptional as your fingerprint on your finger is, you were created to be exceptional. Why not make this the year that you go ahead on and be exceptional? Why won't this be the year that you decide in your mind? But just has to be a decision that we make now. We're not following the pack no more. We're not trying to fit in no more. We ain't settling for ordinary no more. We're going to be exceptional. But, you know, you got, you got to go ahead and follow that. You got to get on the exceptional path because that's what you were created for. Why be ordinary? You know, but all of this, this comes, it has to start with a thought. You got to first think something. Thoughts become things. A man is as he thinketh. That's all you will ever be. So what are your thoughts today? Why not have exceptional thoughts instead of ordinary thoughts? Why not have exceptional thoughts instead of fitting in thoughts? So why you want to be like everybody else? Why you want to be ordinary when you could possibly be extraordinary with a change of your mind, a change of your venue? And you don't have to be any other kind of way just because my mama was this way or my daddy was this way or this the school I went to, this what race I belong to, this my sexual preference, this my this, this my that. Well, well how many, how many, how many excuses you need? How many, how many excuses? What 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 you what's it gonna be this year? That we let another 365 days slip by without improving our condition, our place, our spot, our life, the quality of life we have. We cannot afford to keep letting all these years go by without changing. You're an exceptional person. How many times have you sat up and said, everybody did that except me? You know, I was the only, everybody jumped in except me. I told them, I knew it. Everybody voted for that except me. And now look at them. Man, it seemed like everybody went that way except me. Okay, do you get it? Do, do, do you understand what's being said to you? That old accept me is because couldn't it be because you're an exceptional person and it's time for you to take control of that? It's time for you to start thinking different? It's time for you to start acting on what you think? It's time for you to start doing something about it? It's time for you to stop taking each and every day that God gives us for granted and letting them go by the wayside like you got plenty more. Well, you may have plenty more, but guess what? What you wasting the ones you got for? I got you young and you, and you feel like you're going to live forever. Yeah, okay, cool. But let me ask you something. See, 
Here, 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 here go the part about, suppose you do live. See, see, everybody worrying about dying, but I got news for you. Suppose you keep on living. You want to keep living in the condition you in now? You want to keep living with the money you got now? You want to keep living with the relationship you got now? You want to keep living by yourself like you are now? You want to keep wanting the right relationship, the right man, the right woman, but you keep getting the wrong one? You want to keep doing that for the rest of your life? Problem ain't dying. This problem is if you keep on living. Who wants to keep on living just the way they are right now? And if you can say, I'm cool with I am just the way I am right now, then cool. This conversation ain't for you. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Greatness ain't for everybody. Being exceptional ain't for everybody. Becoming extraordinary ain't for everybody. Heck, becoming successful ain't for everybody. I got it. And you can come up with a way to justify your non-existence and your ordinary life all you want. And that's fine and dandy. I ain't got no problem with it because some people just going to be regular. Some people just going to follow the pack, follow the crowd. Some people just wants to fit in. But if you're not that person, if you want to be extraordinary, if you want to be exceptional, if you want to be, if you want to dare to be great at something, then you got to change your mindset. You got to get with your creator and find out what he created you for. You got to quit thinking of things just in your own thought process. You know, lean not to your own understanding. I don't know where that is, but it's in there somewhere. See, and once you lean, if if, if you lean to your own understanding, you know what it's going to do? It's going to limit you, man. It's going to limit you. Why not see what God got for you? I would rather know what God got for me than to think of all the things I could because I can't outthink him. I done tried it before. All right? It's just the beginning. We're going to have a good one, man. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Try Jesus. <laughs> Not me. Because I throw hands. Try Jesus. Please don't try me. Because I fight. I don't know how long I'm gonna open the show with that song, but mm-hmm. and I didn't have the melody right just now because I didn't think about it, but it felt so good to me. Well, that you want the melody? You want the melody? Song. Yeah, I didn't have the melody right. Let's play a little bit so you can have the melody. Yeah, let and me play it right there. Song I'll redo before the song came out, so. yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try Jesus. Why you act like that's a Frankie Beverly song? <laughs> Cause I throw hands Try Jesus Please don't try me Because I fight Thank you Thank you That's all mm-hmm. I needed That was it That was it That's my jam It's my theme song from now on And as Shirley said It has been my theme song It just wasn't written that's right. Mm-hmm. You've always been like that. And that's why that song has mattered so much to me. Yeah. In his name, let the church say amen. Amen. Amen, amen again. Amen. amen. Shirley Strawberry. 
Good morning, Steve. Try Jesus. Not me. Because I throw hands. Well, come on now. Call it for real. I know you know this here song. (laughs) Whatever. Girl, you throw hands, cut tires, fill up gas tanks with sugar, bust out windows, keep cars. Allegedly. Mm. Allegedly. I need to make a Somebody told me, Carla, that they thought that was you, that girl that set that Range Rover on fire. Well, on social media, that was trailed last week. She was a rookie and an amateur. She damn near blew herself up. What did you say, Carla? Rookie and an amateur. Amateur. She knows nothing. Don't even know how to do it. Uh, Junior. Morning, Uncle. Try Jesus. He said that part Not of the book me. Ne- never sat right with me. No. Nephew <laughs> Tommy. Yay, yay. I'm in the building. I'm right here. I'm right here. Try oh, Jesus. Man. Nephew, not me. Yeah. Hey there. The cousin, yeah. the man. So uh, the artist Toby Luigui, he posted on his uh, Instagram page number two on the charts. Try Jesus <laughs> already. <laughs> iTunes on, number man. two. He talking about no, thank you God. Help him get to number one. Then. <laughs> Look up. Try Jesus. What's the artist name, Carla? Toby, Toby Newigwi. Don't buy Newigui. no other one. <laughs> Yeah. Try yeah. Jesus, the hood version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, he's in the building, the CLO, Chief Love Officer, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for Ask the CLO. CLO in the building. That is the Chief Love Officer, the one and only Steve Harvey. You ready, Mr. CLO? I'm ready right here. Here we go. This is from Leisha in uh, Gary, Indiana. She says, my brother-in-law is dating a new woman that no one in the family can stand. We tolerate her because we love him. This woman sells sex toys for a living and she doesn't have the best reputation. She walks around in shorts and rompers with her booty cheeks hanging out the bottom. It's tasteless, classless, and disrespectful to walk around my husband and teenage boys like that. A female relative talked to her about how she presents herself, and she got very confrontational. How do I enforce some boundaries with this woman without her trying to jump on me? (laughs) Well, you're going to get jumped on. (laughs) Women who walk around with their booty cheeks out have jump-on capabilities. (laughs) You have to be prepared. Because you are dealing with a person who has no problem showing their ass. So now, how you think that she ain't going to act a fool if you say something to her? Good point. She has her booty out for a reason. You know why? Because her specialty is showing it. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. This is going to, don't worry about this. This ain't going to last long. You sell sex toys. And you walk around looking like a sex toy. It's a billion dollar business. It's a billion dollar mm. business, but <laughs> she ain't getting the whole billion. <laughs> got, the, got the booty, but not the billion. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. it this too shall pass. 
All right. Angel in Port Arthur, Texas says, I'm a 25-year-old single mother of a two-year-old, and I recently broke up with my child's father. I've started dating again, and I met a nice guy online. We talked for two weeks before I told him I'm a single mother. He said he didn't want to talk to me anymore because my child is young, and he's sure there's a little drama still going on with my child's father. He's correct, but I have it under control. Should I wait until my daughter is older to start dating or until my issues with her father are totally resolved. Well, it's, it's two things you got to do. For, number one, you got to try to get the issues resolved just for your own peace of mind. That's for starters. And then secondly, you're talking to a man for two weeks before you tell him you have a child. He don't... Look, What the reason he gave you was because I'm he young and I'm sure there's still some problems. He don't want no problems. But... Some men, you 25 years old, just don't want a young child in the picture. So Mm. you talking to a man, I think early on is important to let him know who you are. The child is never going to go anywhere. And that that ain't nothing you surprise a person with. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, have I told you I got a baby? We've been talking mm-hmm. for two weeks. When the, mm-hmm. What the hell you mean? Have I told you? Hell no, you ain't told me. So it could be a byproduct of that. So I, w- I would it... be a little bit more forthright in your dating. Yeah. Because you there are a lot of men that ain't got no problem with you having a child. But mm-hmm. when he don't want to date a woman that's got a child, then, then that's going to be the excuse. But you need to work out your situation with your guy. Get the problem solved so you for your own peace of mind. So how should she say it? Uh, you said tell him right away. What should she say? Because women well, would you like know, to know that. Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 25 mm-hmm. years old. I have a two-year-old son. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm single. Just that, uh, that quick. That's yes, it. That's everything. That's it. It's, it's, it's nothing else it. to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. She, uh, she thought it, it would be It ain't a secret. You're on the phone. Waited. So, girl, all right now. How you doing? What you got on? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah. Hey, man, so how you doing? What's going on? Everybody good over there? Yeah, sexy with it. Then... I got the lights turned down. What uh-huh. you got on? Well, I got... <laughs> Ain't nobody finna think is that a goat. Right. A goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, this is something you can relate to as well, Steve. Biggie in Charlotte, North Carolina says, I'm a huh? 50. Biggie in Big Charlotte. E. I thought you said Biggie. Oh, okay. no, not Biggie. No. Big, Big E in e. Charlotte. Oh, Big oh. E. I thought you Big said e. Biggie too. No, yeah. no, no. I'm a 50-year-old divorced man, and I'm in love with a woman that likes to be spoiled. When I met her, she had a nice car, townhouse, fine jewelry, and she was well-traveled. I owned several insurance companies. I was initially attracted to her beauty, but I love that she's financially secure. I don't mind buying her nice things, but I hate it when she asks for things and expects me to get them. She said I should give her my credit card so she doesn't have to ask me to buy her stuff. I would love her. What? I would love to marry this this woman, but this is this a red flag? Does Hell she love yeah. me or the money? Red on, flag? <laughs> that is, they land in planes. Is that a Pardon? red flag? <laughs> Who give me your credit card, baby? Boy, yeah. that's the Christian Louboutin building. 
<laughs> that ain't a red flag. This is the red bottoms, red roof, red walls. Run for the hill. Man, partner, you should give me your credit card so I don't have to ask you Girl, for money. I have to ask you. Well, anybody She's finna smart. do that with you? No. He's thinking ahead. Come on, we dating. What? He said he would love to marry her. Go ahead, partner. Go ahead. Go on and get married here. Go ahead. Yeah. Is that a red flag? You're not going to believe how big this flag is. Yeah. Better pass on this one, partner. She already has nice things. She probably just wants a couple of Why is she begging then? Why is she begging for the card? He didn't say begging. But who says that? Don't nobody well, just say I mean, that. Look, look we dating. Most she people did. ain't in a position to just give you a credit card and let you go do what you want to do now. Mm-hmm. But apparently no, ain't, ain't no, ain't, there's very, very few people that got that. I know really, really well-off dudes that's married that have some real problems when that credit card get out of hand. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, coming up next, thank you, CLO. Nephew Tommy in the building with a prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Tiffany Haddish said racism makes her afraid to have kids. And uh, wow, wait till you hear this. And tell me something good news. HBCUs are reporting the largest gift in history. We'll tell you from whom at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here. We'll run that prank back. What you got now? Uh, The postman always rings twice. I want you to turn to your book of Postman right now. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he always rings twice. Let's go, Cat Diggity. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to read you. Carlos? This is he? Who this? Uh, my name Benny, man. Benny Phipps. Hey, you, uh, I want to make sure I got the right person. You you uh, you work for the post office, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you deliver mail off of Murphy Road? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Okay, I live in. First of all, I wanted to make sure I had the right postman. Now, it's been brought to my attention that there's a postman that has been stopping by my house, and I'm, I'm, what I'm not understanding is why are you bringing mail to my door, opposed to just putting mail in the mailboxes on the street where everybody got their mailboxes at. Uh, what do you say? You say it again. I live in Murphy Road. Murphy Road. Yeah, I deliver over there. Uh, but. You say delivering packages at your house? No, I said you've been bringing mail to my house in a pose. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, Carlos. My wife is at home all day. She don't work. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is you've been stopping by there on more than one occasion on a on a daily basis. You coming by there two, three times, you know. But what I'm understanding is ain't no mail being brought over there. I'm trying to figure out what are you doing at my house. Now, just, what what, you, what really didn't, didn't brought all this to a head, because you already know what's going on. Let me go on and let you know that, Carlos. I do know what's going on. I picked up the uh, clothes from the cleaners this morning, and to my attention, it's a man's post office shirt in my package. What color was it? It's blue, light blue. I got a blue one. Okay, well, explain this to me. How your shirt get in my house? Do it have my name on it? Because that could be anybody's shirt. Okay, so so oh, 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 hold on. What you trying to say is, is some is more post men stopping by my house? Yeah, man. Sometimes, sometimes you know, uh, we do have different guys in that in, a, in that neighborhood. You know, because I really here's don't... my problem, man. My problem is this: is that my wife is at home all day, every day, 
And my understanding is, is that you stopping by there hey, bringing hey, more hey, than first, just first me. First of all, first of all, though, uh, you can call you can call the one eight hundred number because how do you get my number, dude? Hey, I don't worry about that. I, I find ways. It, how you how you how you get my address that you stopping by there every morning? Huh? I just deliver what they give me to, to deliver and do. I put the mail in a box and this is a package. I don't get out. Excuse me. I don't do that. That that wasn't me, dude. I, okay, I just, so I uh, go to the cleaners this morning and pick up clothes, and it is a post office shirt in there that belong evidently belong to a man. That's got to be. It must be yours. That's none of mine, man. That's not mine. I have all mine over okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you what. This is what we're gonna do, Carlos. Cause Carlos, see, see what? Let me tell you something. I know you're lying. See, and what you're doing is you're delivering more than mail at my house, and I know it, Carlos. You understand me? So let's. That's not me, dude. Excuse me. That's not me. It can't be me. Hey, let me let me tell you something. When you come on Murphy Road tomorrow, okay, I'm gonna be out there at them at, at the mailboxes waiting on you. For what? For what? Because me and you gonna handle this problem that we got tomorrow morning when you bring the mail. So when you bring the mail, bring your too, okay, Carlos? Hey, hey hold on. Are you threatening me? I'm telling you, when you bring the mail, bring your too. Dude, dude, I didn't come at you like that. You ain't got to come at me like that. Dude. Hey, man, you came up in my house, and I know you said dude, my house. Dude, I told you that wasn't me, man. Post office shirt in my house. Dude, that was not me. I don't know where you live. I don't know who the you are, but you threatening me, dude. Dude. Hey, man, I'll see you in the morning at the mailbox. Bring your Carlos. I'm off tomorrow, but I will come to your house with plain clothes on and whoop your What you say? You want to with me? Hey, you the It's on. Where you? You Murphy Road. I will be Murphy Road. Bring your because what you're not going to keep doing is running up in my house while I'm out at work trying to earn a living for my family, and you up in my house laying up, and you're leaving your clothes. I found some mace in there. I guess that's what you use when you spray on them dogs. I found that, too. I'm going to bring some extra mace. I'm going to spray your with that mace. I'm going to knock your out. Now you this I take it yeah, in I'm the gonna morning be at the mailbox, Carlos. I can't wait till tomorrow. Excuse me? This a I told you. I, I wasn't the one, but if you want to with me, the wrong for real. Okay, cool. I'll give a, I'll give a when I see you tomorrow. Will I see you tomorrow? It's old. It's whatever. Okay, you threatening me and all that. But I tell you what, I will come over there in some plain clothes and whoop your because you're not gonna make me lose my job, dog. Okay. That's my job. That's but Whatever it's got to be, I don't care if, you, if you're in the post office uniform. I don't give a damn if you're in your pajamas, Carlos. But when you come to that mailbox and I find you out there by the mailboxes, that's your man. Because I know you've been in my house, Carlos. I'm telling you, I'm there. Okay, so be it then. So be it. I got I got one more thing else I want to tell you, when you before you get there. Tell me what? You know, I recall me. What is you listening to me? Yeah, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your co-worker, Oh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> ain't this a, <laughs> ain't this a, oh, I'm going get that tomorrow. Carlos, you all right, man? Ah, dude, I'm driving, pull over to the side of the road, I'm hanging out the truck, I'm about to go crazy, I'm on my way to your house right now. I was on my way to your house, I just got off of work. Damn, that's Oh, man. Hey, I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is what is the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Radio Show. <laughs> no doubt. All the way. <laughs> you ever done anything with a delivery person? What? what? Yeah, I got my package. This? 
Describe you done know, anything, I'm, yeah. I mean, just, you know, you know, it went too far with a delivery person, like, you know. Oh, no. You done answered your door. Right. And <laughs> got into a, a tryst with the delivery girl. Now, I never heard you use tryst before. Uh, Tommy, I got to say I was shocked, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was that stunned. Is, it's up there with entanglement. I was shocked when I saw but, it. But my, <laughs> other, uh, my <laughs> other choice was really not going to make the air. <laughs> so you had two options. <laughs> it's Trist. Okay. But I, hey, Tommy, okay. I've never said Trist. Ever. As as I've never heard you say it. 20 years, I've never heard you say that. <laughs> It's yeah. the Trist, um, what's the 30th? Trist uh, 30th is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Funniest thing I've ever seen at delivery. Kind of really cute girl came to the house one time, dropped something off. And I was surprised, you know. I said, wow, this girl is cute. Cute. <laughs> Her phone rang as she was walking up to the door. Uh-huh. She said, call me again, I'll kill you. <laughs> said, what? What? <laughs> Her phone Her rang while she was walking window, to the door. It? She answered the phone and said, call me again, I'll kill you. I said, cute went right out the yeah. window. Okay. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. Trist. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, Tiffany Haddish discussed the idea of motherhood with NBA star Carmelo Anthony on his podcast. Tiffany says one thing that scares her is bringing a child into a racist world. Take a listen. I'm older now, a little older, and people are like, you're going to have baby when you're going to have some babies. You're going to drop some babies. And, and there's a part of me that would like to do that, and I always make up these excuses like, oh, I need a million dollars in the bank before I can touch you. I need this, I need that. But really, it's like, I would hate to give birth to someone that looks like me and then knowing that they're going to be hunted or killed. You know, like, why would I put someone through that? Wow. Well, she was talking about racism and she went on, you know, Carmelo, he's a father. So they kind of talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, parenting a a little bit and, you know, being black. And she says there's hope because she participated in Black Lives Matter and the protests and mm-hmm. things like that. So she was yeah. emotional talking about motherhood, though. Very on much that so. Podcast. Yeah, um, I saw it. She very emotional. I mean, you, believe it or not, a lot of people feel that way. They do not want to bring kids into this mm-hmm. racist world. A lot of you know, she's not the only one. She did speak I'm out. I'm glad about I brought it. my kids into yeah. this world. I'm not going to retract on that. I like having my children. I'm yeah. just, I'm just very protective and make sure they don't run into the wrong as much as I can anyway, yeah but yeah but I'm glad I, I, mean, I got my kids right the good uh, thing about it is like you said Carla she's not hopeless she does have some hope for the future hope hoping that it'll get better and yeah. you know maybe things well, will turn around and change yes Steve here's the deal God will bring into the world who he wants in this world amen to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you, amen you to can that. make any statement you want to Everybody God want in this world gonna be in this world. Mm-hmm. Believe yeah. that. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that feel like her. Like Shirley said, they're they scared. Do. They're mm-hmm. scared to be parents. Yeah. So, yeah. Because it is the hardest job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with no instructions, oh, partner. Yeah. No playbook. No, no instructions. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you put them in that baby's seat on the way out, that's it. All right, it's time now for Tell Me Something Good News. Now, this is according to the Black Information Network. At least six HBCUs received huge donations from Mackenzie Scott, 
And if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, let me tell you who she is. Remember um, uh, Jeff Bezos? You know who he is, Amazon yeah, CEO. Amazon, yeah, boss yeah. Today. Right, that's, that's his yeah. ex-wife. So you know she's got a lot, a lot of oh. money. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Billionaires. <laughs> anyway, uh, she gave money to Howard, Hampton, Tuskegee, Morehouse, Spelman, and Xavier University in Louisiana. Uh, they all announced uh, that they received millions or eight-figure donations from Mackenzie Scott, wow. the largest in the university's history. University's history. That's really University's great. history. That's really great. That is that's, wonderful. That's outstanding. Yeah. That's and a lot of really paper. Now. She gave a lot mm-hmm. of money, but she said mm-hmm. that when she, yeah. with the divorce, she said she was going to give a lot of her fortune away to charity. She mm-hmm. did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. HBCU. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mackenzie. Heard oh, yeah. your HBCU, Miss Miss Bezos. It will. Ms. Scott. Yeah. Just wanted to know prayer views as asking as well. <laughs> y'all, y'all looking good, though, list. Junior. Just y'all put us looking, on the Y'all balling over there now. Let's not. <laughs> All right, Steve, it's time now for today's headlines. Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, and good morning. This is Ann Tripp with the news. The governor of Oregon says that a deal has been worked out, everybody, for a phased withdrawal starting tomorrow uh, of federal troops who've been clashing with protesters in downtown Portland for weeks. Actually, some of those withdrawals actually will start today. Uh, those clashes, of course, the mayor and other local officials say were aggravated, actually, by the feds because of the way they were treating the then-peaceful protesters. In fact, the American Civil Liberties Union is asking a judge to sanction those agents over their treatment of journalists and legal observers of the protest. However, in testifying before a congressional committee this week, U.S. Attorney General William Barr defended his decision to send the federal troops into Portland because he says there was only one way to look at things. What unfolds nightly around the courthouse cannot reasonably be called protest. It is by any objective measure an assault on the government of the United States. Well, local community leaders in Portland say that the push for real change is still now. Kaylee Thornlad put a coalition together called Reimagine Oregon. It's no surprise that the federal government is using dehumanizing tactics even now to quiet our protests. The late and great John Lewis also marched in peaceful protest for our civil rights and had his head bashed in with a club. The protests have reminded some and taught other people about Oregon's ugly past. For instance, uh, in its state constitution back in 1859, it was stated that blacks were prohibited from living in the state of Oregon. The Pentagon has announced that it's preparing to withdraw thousands of American military personnel from Germany, a process expected to cost billions of bucks. But when asked about the move, the president said he might reconsider if Germany was to, quote, start paying their bills. It's assumed that Trump was referring to NATO fees. The president was in Texas yesterday for a fundraiser. He's told reporters that he may give his presidential nomination acceptance speech uh, at the White House since the GOP can't hold that traditional nominating convention because of the coronavirus numbers. Meanwhile, another Trump loyalist, Republican Congressman Louis Gohmert of Texas, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Gohmert proudly refused to wear a mask. Finally, another Republican, this one Arkansas State Senator Jason Rappert, tested positive for the virus the other day also after refusing to wear a mask and calling mandates for masks draconian and COVID-19 a hoax. In fact, for the last three months, this guy Rappert's been sharing articles about how, quote, liberal quacks have been spreading fear and how COVID-19 is the biggest political hoax in history. But yeah, he's got it. 
Final homegoing services are being held later this morning for civil rights icon John Lewis, capping almost a week of ceremonies in his native Alabama in Atlanta and the nation's capital. Uh, Congressman Lewis died last Friday at the age of 80 after losing a battle, the six-month battle against cancer. Services to be held in Atlanta's famed Ebenezer Baptist Church. Representative Lewis is to be buried at Southview Cemetery by the eulogy. The, by the way, the eulogy is to be delivered by former President Obama, and in attendance will be all fo- former Presidents Bill Clinton and former President. George Bush. Uh, the U.S. has reached another grim milestone. Authorities now say over 150,000 Americans have lost their lives due to COVID-19. And the CEOs of four big tech companies testified before Congress about censorship yesterday. It's time, not about bleach. Uh, President uh, Trump is standing by a retweet of an article by a doctor named Stella Emanuel from Cameroon. She's living in Texas. Dr. Emanuel said that the anti-malaria drug hoxychloroquine, uh, by the way, is a cure for the virus. She once said that some medical conditions were caused by demons and witches having sex with humans in their dreams. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So the other day, I think we told you guys about this yesterday. The other day, Junior and I saw each other in the parking lot uh, of a store and uh, yes, we were both wearing our masks. We were practicing social distancing, especially me. Especially me. No, no, no. It's on on, Steve Harvey FM on Instagram. There you go. Uh-huh. Quit looking up that other stuff and look out, look out, find out where your friend's at. It's that my girl Shirley, too, right? You know, yes. ask him for anything, any foolishness. Here it come, dog. Right. Got it for you. Here comes so, some closing remarks. So Thank here's you, a Jesus. Question. Here's a question, guys. Have you been out and someone was not wearing a mask? So if they weren't wearing a mask, have you asked that person to put his or her mask on or did you just stay away from that person or did you just leave? How did you handle it, in other words? No, definitely. Which one? Well, I haven't been out anywhere, but if you come to my house, you have to have on a mask. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in making the a delivery. I'm coming in, I'm working, I'm doing some work at the house. Mm-hmm. You got to wear a mask, man. Yeah. Oh, I left it in the car. Yeah. Unless you plan on doing your work from the car. <laughs> Try Jesus. That's when you Try say. Jesus. <laughs> Not me. That's right. Put your mask. Cause on. I throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tommy? You've done both. What'd you say? I've done both. I've been around and people, you know, yeah. talking and, and they ain't got no mask on. So I just, you know, get about 10, 15 feet away from. Them. Just back yeah. the hell up. Yeah. If I go to my son's baseball game, mm-hmm. man, they ain't got no damn mask on. None but of them. outside, uh-uh. though. It's outside. But still, too. that's still, I'm sitting there with the, my mask is on the entire time. Just sweating. Mm. <laughs> I'm sweating, huffing and puffing. Breathe, you're breathing your own breath back to you and then out oh, again man. and then back to you. I think I'm working my lungs more than anybody. <laughs> you know, I was but I feel, But I feel, yeah. I feel safer, though. But, yeah, yeah. when you're outside, you ain't no telling what you're going to see, man. No, I was in the mall. Me and uh, Tasha, we were in the mall, and we had our masks on. We went in the store, and this black mm-hmm. guy working in the store. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, let me know if I can help y'all. And we were like, okay. So these other these other people came in. They didn't have masks on. So the mm-hmm. guy working at the store said, hey, my man, I'm going to need y'all to put masks on to come mm-hmm. in the store. We ain't got no masks. We ain't put no masks on. He said, my man, 
<laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to come out, Tasha. Let's I'm go. A, I'm gonna yeah. tell y'all one more time. Yeah, it's about to be a situation. What's up, the situation? I hear it in your bars now. I hear, I hear that tone. Okay. I, I pulled up out her we don't do three, your, my man. We don't do three. Take your damn shirt off and tie, tie we'll it in your face. <laughs> what, Junior? What you say, Junior? How many my mans is We do two my mans. We don't do three. <laughs> See, the third my man going to have action behind it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Throw them hands. <laughs> yeah. No, not going to lose my job. Hand. No, he on the phone though, talking man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, my man, I'm gonna need to put that mask on. I said, uh-uh. I'm great. Go. <laughs> I grabbed my daughter. Let's go. <laughs> uh, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Social distance, please. All right. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour. What's going on in trending political news? We're gonna talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. What's going on? All right, listen to these stories carefully, please. They're political stories. First, remember the Trump administration had announced that while it's conducting a legal review of the Supreme Court's decision to reject Donald Trump's plan to end the DACA program, it's still taking steps to end legal protections of DREAMers. The White House will limit the scope of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA program until it can find other ways to shut it down. So please keep in mind now, these people have literally grown up in the U.S. They don't even know any other country. They've been here all their lives, and he wants to end that program. And it's looking for a way to Once do it. Once again, mm-hmm. why are y'all so surprised? I don't get things. I surprised <laughs> every morning. You read some on Trump and you surprised. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Well, he's also rescinded mm-hmm. the uh, Fair Housing Act that Obama started, which yes. would mm-hmm. allow certain mm-hmm. uh, developments to be put out into the suburbs. And he's trying to woo the suburban voters by yeah. saying, now you don't have to worry about your crime and property values lowering because I put a stop to that. Mm-hmm. Right. He just mm-hmm. did that the other day. This Yesterday. dude, he, everything, anything he can do to show his base that he is biased, that he is bigoted as them, racist as them, he has no problem pulling that string. So let me tell y'all, if we don't get him out of here in November, you all ain't seen nothing yet. You think you tired of his policy now? He's faced with re-election and this is what he doing. Let him get another free four years. We not gonna believe what he gonna do to this country, man. And we he gonna cut every program out we ever had. All this unemployment y'all getting for the, for, oh, excuse me, I don't mean y'all. All this unemployment that he trying to pass out right now, you know why he doing that? For re-election. Yes. The Republicans and senators to, to cut this way. Man, yeah. he to cut this way down. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason he put on the mask, all of that, all of that has to do with his re-election, Steve. That's his concentration. That That's where his energy is right now to win in November. Even if he loses, they're saying he's not going to want to leave the White House. He's not going to give it up. I mean, in this country, yeah, we've always had a peaceful transition, no matter if it was a a Republican leading and a Democrat coming in or vice versa. Oh, that'll never happen. If he loses, that dude right there is going to be a wrecking ball before he go. 
Yeah, that's we're gonna need a exactly tow truck. what I'm saying. We're going to need a yeah. tow truck to pull yeah, his ass out. To get him out of there, there. Yeah. yeah. No, you need no tow truck. No, you need no... They are Marines. We have Marines. Yeah, and he's so quick to, <laughs> to call him out. Listen to me. You sent him there to will be a new president. <laughs> right, he me. can't stay in that White House, man. That ain't January, yeah, he's out. And, right. and it's really sad, too, because he was down in Texas. He has yet to say anything to the families that have lost people to this corona. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. one thing to these people. Mm -hmm. Because he's just distancing himself from the whole thing. Y'all, this November, we can't be playing. We can't be playing. I want Ricky Smiley and D.L. Hughley to get on board. This got to stop. Uh, 96 days till the election, Steve. What were you saying, Carla? 96 days. No, I was saying what you brought up, the Fair Housing Act, and, and, and he tweeted that message about suburban voters on his way to Texas about property value and all these things. So it's kind of like he's trying to appeal to those suburban voters through Absolutely. racial prejudice. Absolutely. He's been doing and that's, that, yeah. Yeah, and that's what but critics are saying. But him and his father, all they buildings, they have proven history of not leasing to black people. He ain't got no problem getting rid of the Fair Housing Act because he ain't never practiced fair housing himself. Wow, yeah. All right. Again, Y'all better vote. 96 <laughs> days until Election Day. If you haven't registered to vote, please go to whenweallvote.org right now. All right, it's time to switch gears. Uh, nephew Tommy is here. With a prank phone call, and that's coming up. <laughs> that craziness is coming up. He is the king yeah, of pranks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming up with a brand with the new prank right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject: My frumpy friend needs a makeover. Mm. Oh, what? My what? frumpy friend needs a makeover. Oh. All right, yeah, frumpy. I'm going to send this strawberry letter out. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I got some friends need this some strawberry letter, <laughs> whatever this is. Yes. Right now, <laughs> the nephew is here with today's prank phone fo- <laughs> prank phone call. <laughs> call the frumpy. frumpy. <laughs> yeah. Right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. I think I got it right that time. What you got for us, Neff? <laughs> if you can't talk straight at the barbershop, then where can you talk straight? Or on the show. Is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the barbershop. Cuss, this Brady. Uh, Brady, how you doing, man? My name, my name is Dennis, man. I got a haircut from you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up, Dennis? What could I do for you, brother? Hey, listen, um... I wanted to get an appointment with you, man. Uh, like I said, I was there a couple weeks ago, man. My first time getting a haircut from you. Did a real, real good job, so I want to say thank you for that. All right. No, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. Do, do you have any um in, in, any time on, available on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you can come up there Thursday. That'd be fine. What's, what's, what's your name here, bro? Uh, Dennis, man. Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Well, I, I can get you in, Dennis, about, about 3 o'clock, man, something of that nature. I mean, you know, I know I'm going to work off appointments, you know. Come okay. Come here about 3. Three o'clock, you'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there right three o'clock. Okay, okay. hey, hey, I, I, I got a little bit of situation though, man. That happened last time I was there. I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, man, because it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I, I, I wanted to holler at you, man, and, and see if we could rectify the problem before I came back up there. What, 
what happened? Was somebody disrespect you or something? I mean, what, what was the deal? Well, well um, it, it really wasn't somebody, man. It, it was, it was, it was, it was actually you. Me? Well, I mean, what's the what happened? Well, here's the deal, man. When you was cutting my hair, when it when it was time to turn the the, the chair, you you didn't turn the chair with 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 with, with your hand, man. See, Brady, man, you you turned the chair with your with your private part. Say, Dennis, I mean, Dennis, I'm a professional, man. I've been doing this 15 years, bro. Right, right. I don't think it's anything uh, deliberate, man. I think you just do it unconsciously, man, because, you know, you be leaning over on the chair cutting, and I think you don't realize, you know, you be turning the chair with your private part instead of doing it with your hand, man. And see, my hand got caught out there, and I saw it out the corner of my eyes. I saw your private part coming towards my hand. I moved it just in time. You understand? No, bro. Now, now, see, Dennis, I'm, I'm not understanding something, bro, because I don't, I don't, we don't operate like that around here, because, you know, I, I don't make mistakes like that, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. You you sure you're talking to the right person, man? Yeah, I mean, ain't you the third chair on the right when you walk in the door? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, man. And you cut me two weeks ago, and like I said, I really like my haircut, so I want to call back and rectify this problem. But, you know, you're going to have to turn the chair with your hand and not your pride part. If not, we're going to have a problem. I, I feel you, and I understand your your complaint and everything. I mean, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying, but I don't do that, you know. But I mean, we we will be glad to, you know, what I'm saying, give you another cut or whatever. You understand me, and, you know. But but I, I don't move nobody, you know, around with my private man. You know, that's just not me. You know? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. If you put your private on there at all when I come in there Thursday, then. I, I promise you, I'm gonna jump up, and we're gonna have a problem. Well, well, well. well see, now, 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 right there, Dennis. I, I'm not, I'm not feeling that jump up having a problem because you know you, you don't really know me like that, bro. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be professional here and, 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 and solve your little issues that you got. You understand me? But, but all this jumping up and, and stuff you're talking about doing, I, I don't know about hey, all that stuff. I'm trying to come in and get a nice haircut and walk out with a nice haircut. What I don't want to well, do well, is come down there, you lean over, put your private part where I got my arms and my hands at, and I got whoop your Now, that's what see, I don't. See, 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 you're starting to, you're touching me wrong, talking about You're talking about I'm okay. touching you wrong. You touched me wrong two weeks ago when you put your private on my hand, man. Thank you, folks. I ain't nobody touch you like that, tell you feel me? Say what? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to, man. You know, we don't run right on here, Hey, dog, all I'm trying to say is a brother trying to come in and get his hair cut and walk out feeling like a man and not walk out feeling violated, man, because you didn't turn the chair with your private part all up against my hand and my elbow and stuff, man. Hold up, boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember like that. I'm a grown and say, bro. You know, I tried to talk to you. Do you feel me? But now you don't rub me wrong. Ain't no punk flying here. You understand me? But ain't no punk flying there. Then keep it off my hand, then. Say, hold on. Let me tell you something. Say, man, we don't play that over here. You bring your stupid over here. I'm going to tell you right now, you get backed up out this You understand me? Hey, hey well, quicker. We don't play no punk over here. This, is, this ain't a salon. It's a barber shop. It's real I hear what you're saying, but let me explain something. You quit using your hips and your private section like a pinball machine. I'm going to tell you right now, I will push up on your. You come up with that. You understand me? I'm I'm just trying to come and get a haircut. I'm trying to get a haircut and walk out of there like a man, feeling like a man. I'm going to open you up, boy. You understand? Oh, hell no. No, kiss up. Watch out. No, f*** that. 
Now, come on, you know that You know, tell you how to do something to your hot What you want to be? This ain't no salon. This is a barber shop. Cuts, my You understand me? Honest. Hold what? Yeah, that's my I ain't got no time for that. Okay, I'm going to put my real name on my shirt then. You, you want to know what my real name is? That's what's up. Do, That's what's up, baby. Okay, then you might want you want, you want to know what name going to be on the shirt? I want to know what going to be on the shirt. All right, then. The name on the shirt is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, it's man. <laughs> <laughs> Every man has gone through this. That's why I keep well, my you, arms folded. Yeah, you, you you actually keep your arms in your lap because you don't want them to be on the uh-uh. on the armrest of the chair. Cause no, keep your you arms know when your folded. barber trying to move that phone with his midsection, that's not. Woo. No. It just, it's a it's it, it it's a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable. sometimes. I don't yeah, know if you ain't been to the barber shop in a long time, but we sits on our hands now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, Junior. <laughs> no, you ain't been a long time. I ain't gonna lie to you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he ain't alone. forgot. <laughs> hey, Junior, Junior, it's been 14 years since I had a haircut. Wow, man, man. has it been that long? It's been yeah, that it's long. Been 14 huh? years. Wow, now, he did I that haircut. That was during a, what was it, a Christmas vacation Christmas he hit us up? Christmas break, yeah. No, yeah. so you haven't had a haircut, but when you went bald, I was pregnant. Yeah, I, I was going to say it had something to do with Tasha. Because you, you called me. Well, how old is Tasha? 12. She'll be 13 in January. Yeah. About right. That's, yeah, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, because you was like, I cut my hair. I yeah, I was I was 49 years old when I cut. Yeah, because it was for your 50th birthday. Because she was mm-hmm. born. Oh, yeah. And my 50th birthday same... was coming, but I cut yes. it in Christmas while I was 49. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Man, so, so you, I remember that. Excited. Yeah, you were so excited about that. You were like, I did it, I did it. I cut man. it all off. Oh, <laughs> and you sent sure, us pictures. Sure, uh-huh. you know the freedom, man. Yeah. Because. Do you know how long it took me to cut my hair like that every time I cut it? That razor line across the front, scissor yeah. cut, uh, yeah. spray. Yeah. Steve Harvey line. Oh. Yes. All day long. Mm-hmm. Hour and 15 minutes, three times a week. And when I was on TV, five haircuts a week. Wow. Mm. And you had a lot of hats. All right, coming up next. Ooh, Thank yes, you, nephew. Uh, today's Strawberry Letter subject, my frumpy friend needs a makeover. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. 
Already, I look here, buckle up, how loud tight it is. <laughs> Strawberry look. Hey, Tommy, wow. that's my dude right there. Oh, me. Oh, hell. Oh. <laughs> All right, thank you, nephew. Subject, my frumpy friend. <laughs> my frumpy friend needs a makeover. <laughs> that was close. All right, dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I need your advice on how to help a friend. She's been in quarantine alone, so all I've been hearing is how lonely she is. Is. Well, here's why. She looks a hot mess all of the time, and being inside for three months has made it worse. I know everybody has been looking crazy since we are stuck inside, but since she's put on a few pounds, and uh, she looks like she hasn't combed her hair since March. She has an old sew-in that is tattered, and she hasn't even bothered to take it out. I told her that shopping online was a great way for me to feel normal while I was in the house, but she said the current styles don't interest her. Her style is different, and she wears her Crocs with almost everything. It's like she's turned into one of those women that wear oversized T-shirts and no bra, short shorts, socks, and Crocs. Surely, let's be clear. Surely, me? Surely, let's be clear. She should never leave the house without a bra. Well, she's not talking to me on that section, Shirley. <laughs> why? Why? Because I leave the house though? all the time without a bra. <laughs> I wonder why she called me out. Okay. Uh, Surely, let's be clear. She should never leave the house without a bra if it's if if it's not a good look. Uh, all she's been talking about lately is wanting a man, and she's not being able to meet a good one. Uh, she's got a lot of friends that are male and they have told her to shower, shave, and comb her hair too. Believe me, she's not depressed and she's always down for social gatherings now that we're able to go out and do more, but we don't enjoy being around her because she looks so unkept and raggedy. She's getting worse and worse, and some of my friends are ready to cut her off completely. I don't know if it is a phase or what. Should I be honest and tell her about herself? I say absolutely yes. You should be honest and tell her about herself. Of course, don't do it in a hostile way, but use some tough love, I say. You know, kind of, you know, just be kind about it, I say, but heavy on the love part. Uh, you are her friend, right? Well, that's what a friend would do. I mean, a friend would honestly pull her friend to the side and, and, and tell her. Friends don't let friends neglect their hygiene and come out with body odor and not combing their hair and all of that. They don't do that. Uh, she's in dire need, I think, right now of an intervention based on what you've said in the letter. And also, let me say this. Um, even if she is hanging out with you guys, that doesn't mean that she's not depressed, okay, or has some sort of mental issues. I mean, she's stuck in the house alone. Uh, you know, that could be bothering her. And it's showing. She's not combing her hair. She's not showering. That's not a sign that, you know, everything is okay. She's not taking care of herself. She's not shaving. She wants a man. No man is going to put up with that. Your friends who aren't sleeping with you and, and dating you don't want to put up with it. So I, I definitely think, you know, I, I'm no doctor or psychologist or anything, but I, I think it's more to this story. I definitely think some depression or something uh, has taken over. Um, yeah, yeah, she, she needs a little help. She needs some friends right now. Um, and hopefully she'll be willing uh, to hear what you guys have to say. She hasn't been so far, but, you know, you, you got to intervene and get in here somewhere, get through to her some kind of way. Steve? Well, 
I don't know um, how to start this letter. Mm-hmm. How much time do I have, Dave? About how many, how long? I got about two minutes. Mm-hmm. What I got to say can't be said in two minutes, so I'm not gonna say nothing. All I'm gonna do is prepare y'all for what I'm about to say. Okay. All right. Like a- Shirley, I love your response. You try to really help people. <laughs> well, some people. Yeah. Can't be helped. And should therefore, once I determine from my level of schooling, which is none, Uh and my level of expertise in ignorance, which is very high. Oh, yeah. PhD. Yeah, I got that. (laughs) It comes to a point when I look at some of these letters and I determine Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to help this person. (laughs) So I'm going to allow this person to help us. Oh, this person is about to give us five minutes of complete levity Mm -hmm. because I have no advice for this woman except these damn jokes. God has given me a gift Mm -hmm. that has taken me around the world. Why would I not use that gift on this letter? Mm. I'm going to think fully mm-hmm. of how to dismantle this letter in a comedic fashion that will have y'all talking about it at work all day. Oh. That's all That's I got to do. say. That is what you do. I am asking God to allow the gift that he has given me uh-huh. to shine through brightly as I talk about a woman who has let Herself go. Gone. Whoosh. Gone. <laughs> Cut it off. Don't give a damn. But won't a man. Her friends say she look a hot mess all the time. All the time. And quarantine has not been kind to her. Mm-mm. All right, Steve. Hold it right there. We'll have part two. Or actually, the body of your response yeah. coming up. At 23 minutes after the hour, uh, the subject of today's letter is my frumpy friend needs a makeover. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Uh, My frumpy friend needs a makeover is the subject. Let's go. This woman is 29 and she needs some advice because on how to help a friend. Mm-hmm. The woman been in quarantine alone, all by herself. So she ain't had nobody to say, you know, how you doing today? You know, you look pretty. That she ain't had that. <laughs> she been in quarantine by herself. So, and here's why she need help. The lady says she look a hot mess all the time. And being inside for three months has made it worse. Let's stop right here. You have a friend that's a hot mess all the damn time. You mm-hmm. mean before the quarantine? I think during, Steve. Yeah. Since. No, since uh-uh. No, listen to me. Listen to what she says. Okay. I need your advice. She's been in quarantine alone. So I've been hearing all about how how alone she is. Here's why. She looks a hot mess all the time, uh and being inside for three months 
has mm-hmm. made it worse. Yeah. So before yeah. quarantine, she was already towed up from the yeah. flow up. Show yeah. so, speak. Mm-hmm. Now she time. in quarantine. <laughs> she done <laughs> lost her damn mind. <laughs> I know. Then the lady said, I know everybody been looking crazy since we stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she done put on a few pounds. Now, what is a few pounds? Because if you notice as soon as you see her, 25 is not a few pounds. No. I'm just going to tell you that right no. now. She done put on some weight. And if you already a hot mess, when you put on weight, it's very noticeable because there's more stuff to turn into a mess. Yeah. So we got that problem right there. Okay. She done put on some pounds. A lot of people done put on pounds during the quarantine. Yeah. But you, ain't, you oh, can't yeah. put the pounds on and look a hot mess now. You got to still beautify the mess. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. we stuck inside, mm-hmm. she put she has an old sew-in that is tatted, and she ain't even bothered to take it out. So what that means is the new growth mm-hmm. has been pushing the hairline back. How do you know this as a man? So, so in the front, it just looked like she been in the gym just sweating it out. Yeah. She can't yeah. slick it back no more. Ain't no licking it. Ain't no laying it down. Vaseline don't help. Smoothing it's just edges. frizzed yeah. up uh-huh. in the front. Then all of a sudden, it's pony hair. <laughs> it got a little fro across the front. This? I look like know. a look like a headband, and then uh-huh. right after that, just shiny straight hair. <laughs> Out of no damn way. Stupid. This is what she got. She ain't uh-huh. combed her hair since March. Now I can't wow. say nothing about that because I ain't either. So let's just go on past that. <laughs> you don't have any. <laughs> I told her the great way for me to feel normal is when I'm in the house. But she said that Karen Styles don't interest her. Mm-hmm. What Karen style you know don't interest a woman? Mm, when the shot. last time, Shirley Carly, you ain't been interested in the new styles? Uh, I can't mm, recall. Uh, Why would you put a new style on a body that's a hot mess? Oh, I you see just you're wasting money. Uh, ain't nobody even gonna notice the clothes you got on because of your damn hair. <laughs> if you got that fro in the front and then that pony hair in the back. Don't nobody know you got on the latest Dolce. Don't nobody give a damn. Mm. Okay, I guess I'm wig shaming now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say nothing about her weight. That's a damn problem. Now I got to say, I can't say nothing about her hair. Well, let's keep moving then. So then her style is different, and she wears Crocs with almost everything. What did she say? She wears oversized T-shirts, no bra, Short socks and Crocs everywhere. Oh, so she just outside looking like a white man cutting the grass. (laughs) (laughs) She got on an oversized t-shirt, some short socks and some Crocs. You just an old white man cutting grass. All right, lady. I got one minute, so here I go. So here's what you're going to have to say to her. These are key lines that you can say to bring her towards the light. Okay. Baby, you ain't making it, huh? <laughs> huh? These are just little subtle lines you can say to a person that's a hot mess to try to get them to come back. You know, baby, baby, you ain't making it, huh? You're not making it. Yeah. You know, you okay. ain't doing good. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Here's another one. 
Okay. Well, I, I, got you. I see. I see quarantine ain't for everybody. <laughs> so far, that's my favorite. I love it. You know. How about this one right here? Baby, what's going on? Is you hoarding? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, hoarders, all them look crazy. Uh-huh. And it's mental. Here go a good one right here. Uh-huh. Is your water cut off? <laughs> that's why you're not, not showering. <laughs> yeah, she ain't showering. Not the water. Here go another one. You don't smell nothing? <laughs> all right, Steve. Hold Listen. one more, one more. Okay. In the letter, right. they say she's not depressed. This your next statement. How you ain't depressed. Right. <laughs> Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our girl from the talk, the one and only Cheryl Underwood, in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl Ladies, from the top. gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey and the Steve Harvey Morning Show family. Who the hell is the black doctor on damn TV? Who is this broad? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like back President Trump's years. friend. <laughs> He find the ignorant Negroes to listen. There are words yes. that I want to say. Steve Harvey, did you mm-hmm. see when she said that demons? Now, I did see this in a movie where a demon was. Happy. Wasn't that the story of Abby? Remember Abby? Was, I know I'm old. But Abby was a movie with Carol Speed, and she had got possessed by the devil, and she was having sex with a lot of people. Look it up. It's called Abby. It's a, it's a, it's, it, matter of fact, it was played in a double feature, Tommy. It was usually Blackula and Abby. <laughs> but see, Cheryl, when she had that church outfit on and she was talking about demons, hat. I thought she was standing in for the lady that do the announcements. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you couldn't have told me she was a doctor. That's not a doctor no. outfit. No, no. It's like she put the coat on. And they, and they find the worst people. We got all kind of good people that know what they talk. You're Thank messing you, with Underwood. Dr. Fauci. And you had to put this, and and then he picked the worst black people to to be speaking for him. And then our white friends be looking at us like, and I'll be like, I don't know, huh? Because they always want to know, do we know each other? I don't know her. I don't know her. But I'm going to tell you who I do know. That girl, what's that Indian girl named Congresswoman? What's her name? PayPal. PayPal. What's her name? That girl lit up Fat Boy Bar. Didn't she light him up? She was not letting him talk at the hearing. She lit him up. You know who I'm talking about, Shelly. I can't. I can't. Oh, she lit him up. She. I can't say it. Only way I remember it remind it rhymes with PayPal. That's the only way I know. But that Indian girl lit him up. And while we talking about the Congress, everybody getting it a TV because this is the best home going for our fraternity brother of Phi Beta Sigma, John Lewis. When you have all the good presidents show up at your funeral, about to speak at your funeral, when you got the good president, President Bush, that's the one I always give Michelle Obama, our first lady, the mint, mm-hmm. the breath mint, he loved her, you know what I'm saying? Then you gonna have President Obama speak, but this is the best part. President Bill Clinton, who is also a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, will be what? bringing his what? brother home. Yes, y'all didn't know that. Clinton is a Sigma? Y'all didn't know. 
Bill, President Bill Clinton is a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, brought in by his brother, the most honorable John Lewis. Blue Phi, you know, James Brown probably putting his coat on right now, getting ready for the service. <laughs> right now. All right, Cheryl, we thank you so much. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tommy, it's that time. Let's go. She is here, the one and only Carla Farrell with what reality update? All right. Thank you, nephew. Okay, so here we go. Reality star Kim Kardashian. She has returned home to L.A. after a dramatic trip to Wyoming. You know, we talked about it uh, earlier. And Kanye is still at the ranch. Meanwhile, Kanye Mm. is moving forth with his campaign, you know, his campaign party, the birthday party, and he is hiring more campaign staffers to work the campaign. Uh, Kanye has submitted paperwork to get his name on the ballot for the following states, New Jersey, Oklahoma, Illinois, Missouri, and now he is working to get his name on the ballot in your home state where you were born, Mr. Harvey, West Virginia. Them hillbillies don't give a damn about him. Uh. I'm telling you that right now. Don't go down there, Kanye. You don't know these people right here. They don't know your damn name. They can't spell it. What, what, what's this about? Uh, 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 what is this uh, about? Uh, He's uh, serious. That fella that's running, uh, Kanye. Kanye is gonna wants to be the president. It, it's Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, they're going to call him Kane, probably. Mike call him Kane. Yeah, yeah. Now, according to... Let me tell you something, Carla. He's wasting a lot of his money. He got a lot of money, but he's wasting. You might as well set it on fire. You set set it on fire. Well, according to the uh, according to TMZ, the West Virginia Secretary of State says Kanye needs about 7,144 signatures by Monday to get on the ballot for that state by Monday. Only chance he got is go to Morgantown to West Virginia University and try to get them college kids. How many students there, Steve? Oh, it's a big school. It's a major school. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's major. West Virginia's major, man. They got a great program down there too. They got some good mm-hmm. people down there, but y'all, 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 that this ain't the state for that. It's too much. This is not the time for, time this. for this. We don't have it time really to be playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's your ass serious. down, man, and take yeah. your medicine. Yeah. So. Let's move on. In other reality news, Real Housewives of Orange County, they said they will not stop production just because one of their own is positive of COVID-19. You know your girl, Shannon, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. She announced last week that that she and her three teenage daughters recently tested positive for the virus. However, she posted that the girls, you know, they're blessed Mm -hmm. to be quarantining at the same time in the same house. So they are under quarantine. Real Housewives of Atlanta, let's move on to there. NeNe says she's still in negotiations for her new contract for Real Housewives of Atlanta for the new season. She says there is discussion and there is some drama going on because she said the other side has problems. Yes, with her referring to herself as the queen and why people have an issue with her being the queen. And she wants to know do people have the same issue with Portia because Portia wears a crown. (laughs) <laughs> but Every you know, reunion we got, show. 
Yeah. Right, right. But we have to see Nene on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Nene is the queen. I mean, yeah, she on. is the queen. She's yeah. queen of that show for sure. Real Housewives of Potomac is coming back this Sunday. About time. I love this show. Ooh, they strong. Ooh, I love Potomac. Let's go, Giselle. Let's go. Tense over there, partner. Baby, that Giselle be all wrong, Mm -hmm. but I love her. Monique, Candace, Robin, Karen, and them. Real Housewives Mm -hmm. of Potomac is back. And them. Those are some beautiful women. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. They pretty. Mm -hmm. And finally, come on, marriage boot camp. Monica was talking about this off air, Mississippi Monica. Y'all let Tahiri's boyfriend grab her by the collar and yell at her, you lucky I don't hurt you. Other men sat around and watched this man drag and put his hands, not drag her, but put his hands on this woman. It was just horrible. You know what? I saw that clip. I yeah. thought it happened so yeah. quickly that it threw the people off. Uh, yeah. yeah, other other couples yeah. off. Phaedra was on there with her man. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. some yeah. other couples. And Who everybody is this I think guy? was in shock. Who this is, is her guy? friend. He's a, a friend of hers and her boyfriend. And uh, huh? yeah, this that was her boyfriend. Absolutely. So we'll be back at 20 after the hour. Steve, you can finish your thought. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, before we went to break, Steve, you were making a point with Carla's reality update about the marriage boot camp segment. Well, yes. Carla, what were you mm-hmm. t- saying? Uh, Tahiri, she is uh, one of the celebrity, if you will, reality stars on the mm-hmm. show. Her boyfriend grabbed her by her collar on the show and yelled at her, you lucky I don't hurt her. And a lot of men, the other couples that were there, they're being dragged on social media is what I was trying to say for not doing anything, for not coming to Tahiri's defense. Yeah, I mean. And you saw saw the clip, right, Steve? You saw the security. But see, this dude right here is weak, man. He's weak on a whole nother level. When security ran up there and grabbed him, wasn't no get off me, take your hands off me, none of that. Mm -hmm. Men who hit women, they don't fight men. I wouldn't be surprised if the show press charges. You cannot allow this to happen to a woman, man. Right. Uh, You cannot allow this. And I don't care if it is a damn reality show. These are still our queens. They belong to us. If they want to do a show where they argue with each other and fuss and be friends on Friday, that's reality show. But for a dude to get up in front of a camera and collar a woman? Are you kidding me, man? Yeah, on national TV. Anybody with you with that kind of mess right there with your weak ass. That's right. Thank you for speaking on that. We appreciate that. Oh, watered down punk ass dude, man. (laughs) Dog, dog, grab a dude's collar so you can see how it go. Mm. All right, thank you guys. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So the other day, I think we told you guys about this yesterday. The other day, Junior and I saw each other in the parking lot uh, of a store. And uh, yes, we were both wearing our masks. We were practicing social distancing, especially uh, me, especially me. No, no, no. It's on Steve Harvey FM on Instagram. Mm, There you go. Uh-huh. Quit looking up that other stuff and look out, look out, find out where your friend's at. It's that my girl Shirley, too, right? You know, yes. ask him for anything, any foolishness. Here it come, dog. Right. Got it for you. Here comes so, some closing remarks. So Thank here's you, a Jesus. Question. Here's a question, guys. Have you been out and someone was not wearing a mask? 
So if they weren't wearing a mask, have you asked that person to put his or her mask on or did you just stay away from that person or did you just leave? How did you handle it, in other words? No, definitely. Which one? Well, I haven't been out anywhere, but if you come to my house, you have to have on a mask. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in making the a delivery. I'm coming in. I'm working. I'm doing some work at the house. Mm-hmm. You got to wear a mask, man. Yeah. Oh, I left it in the car. Well, unless you plan on doing your work from the car. <laughs> Try Jesus. That's when you should. Try Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. That's right. Put your mask on. Because I throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tommy? You've done both. What'd you say? I've done both. I've been around and people, you know, yeah. Talking and, and they ain't got no mask on, so I just, you know, get about 10, 15 feet away from them, just back yeah. the hell up. Yeah. If I go to my son's baseball game, mm-hmm. man, they ain't got no damn mask on. None but of them. are outside, uh-uh. though. It's outside. But still, too. that's still, I'm sitting there with them, my mask is on the entire time. Huffing and puffing. <laughs> You're breathing your own breath back to you and then out oh, again man. and then back to you. I think I'm working my lungs more than anybody. <laughs> You know, I was but I feel, But I feel, yeah. I feel safer, though. But, yeah, yeah. when you're outside, you ain't no telling what you're going to see, man. This is true. No, I was in the mall. Me and uh, Tasha, we were in the mall, and we had our masks on. We went in the store. And this black mm-hmm. guy working in the store. So these other these other people came in. They didn't have masks on. So the mm-hmm. guy working at the store said, hey, my man, I'm going to need y'all to put masks on to come mm-hmm. in the store. We ain't got no masks. We ain't put no masks on. He said, my man. <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to come on, Tasha. Let's I'm go. A, I'm gonna yeah. tell y'all one more time. Yeah, it's about to be a situation. What's up, the situation? You hear it in your voice now. I, no, hear, I hear that tone. Yeah. Okay. I, I pulled up our hand. Uh, we don't do three, your, my man. We don't do three. Take your damn shirt off and tie it around your face. What, Junior? What you say, Junior? How many my mans is We do two, my mans. We don't do three. See, the third, my man, go have action behind it. Yes. Throw them hands. <laughs> Coming up, it's our last break of the day. And Steve Harvey will have some closing remarks at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, here we are, our last break of the day. I wanted to get this in, Steve, before we got out of here and got to your closing remarks. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, President Obama is expected to speak at Congressman John Lewis's funeral today in Atlanta. President George Bush and President Clinton will uh, also attend the services today. It will be at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. President Obama awarded Congressman Lewis the Presidential Medal of Freedom back in 2011. President Obama said when he was elected president of the United States. He hugged Congressman Lewis on the inauguration stand and told him, I was only there because of the sacrifices he made. Wow. Amen to that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 96 days until election day, November 3rd. And you know, for this president to openly say he won't attend the services, to now, the other day, to uh, repeal the Affordable Housing Act to tell the suburbs that he's gonna protect the market value of their homes and keep crime down. There is no statistic that says when people of color move to the suburbs that crime rises. There's no stat at that at all. See, what he doesn't understand is, what he doesn't understand or believe is that black people want the same thing everybody else wants. They want a better way of life, They want their children to have a better life than they had. They want to participate in the American dream. 
We want to be homeowners. We want to be law-abiding citizens. We want to go to church. We want to live in peace. We want to find happiness. We want to have the, uh, the, the freedom of speech. We want to have the inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. But he don't, he don't know that about us because he doesn't know us at all. His cabinet has proved it. I mean, that there are no black people in that cabinet with the exception of Ben Carson. That's it. Everybody else he's brought up there has been pure white. I got no problem with that except dog, man. You ain't even thought about your country that you represent and the diversity of it, but you don't bother to make that diversity show up in the White House after you promised everybody that you were going to drain the swamp. You drained the swamp, man. You cleared it out and you put all your creatures and people in it and half them gone to jail. And it would be more than that if you would quit pardoning these criminals. Man, this dude is not what we need. And if you're sitting at home and sick of watching him on the news, there's something you can do about it. Do you understand that what Michelle Obama says is absolutely correct? When we all vote. When we all vote, we can change things. Stop this ignorant mess that your vote don't count. Your vote count just like they vote count. It's one vote. What, what, what's wrong with you? Stop, my vote don't count. It don't count because you don't cast it. That's when your vote don't count. Your vote counts. Let this man fool you talking about this mail-in is going to be fraudulent and all this here. Don't let them stop you with this voter suppression thing by closing polls in our neighborhoods and condensing them down to one and causing you to stand in long lines. Register to vote at whenweallvote.org. First, make sure you register and then find out the date that you can start early voting. And then, you, and then we don't have to have these tremendous lines we have. Stop procrastinating and waiting to the last minute before we do something. Do something now. Stop this ignorance that our vote doesn't count. It counted when Barack Obama ran. It counted. There was a record turnout at the polls. Guess where? In our community. That was a record turnout of the number of votes when that man ran for office. Your vote counted then. If you didn't vote then, something was wrong with you. Seriously wrong with you. We have got to stop any backwards thinking that will continue to keep us in the place. Black lives matter. Prove it. If you want black lives to matter, prove it. Go to the polls and make the best example you can by voting. It's really that simple, y'all. I'm not going to get off this. I'm not. Now, if you mess around and don't vote and let him get in for another four years, I ain't going to mention it. I ain't going to mention it. But see, I got news for you. I'm not going to sit here and let this man ruin my life. I'm not going to do it. Because you know what? I'm going to work real hard to put myself in a position not to fall prey to his policies. Now, until you get in this position, we got to do the thing that we got to do for each other. 
Tyler Perry got to vote for all of us. Oprah Winfrey got to vote for all of us. Jamie Foxx got to vote for all of us. David Chappelle got to vote for all of us. Chris Rock said the entertainer. All famous people got to vote for people. Damn, we are you. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't even boo who we are. We got to vote, man. We got to unify and make this vote count. Black Lives Matter, damn it, prove it. Get to the polls and vote and stop procrastinating. We ain't got time for this, man. Stop acting like we in 1945. This 2020. You want them to treat us different in 2020? We got to act different in 2020. We got to get our ass to the polls and vote. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 